This is Creepy and Geeky, a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Welcome to Creepy and Geeky. I'm your host, Robert, and today's episode is the epilogue of the MCU's Infinity Saga, Spider-Man Far From Home. Joining me for this episode is returning guest Donna the Dead, who is no stranger to these parts, obviously. Uh, Donna is the host of her own horror podcast, also called Donna the Dead. Welcome back to the show, Donna. Well, thank you for having me. I (laughs) always come back. (laughs) You do. I don't, I don't know what it is about you, but whenever you ask me, I'm like, sure, I'll come on. Sure, I'll come on. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it because you, like, I love all of my guests, but I mean, it's got to be obvious right now. You're my favorite guest. So, you know, I try to get you on as much as possible. Oh, so, that makes yeah. me feel really good. You know, because most <laughs> people get annoyed by me after about four or five episodes, but you just, you just keep bringing me <laughs> Hey, hey, your podcast was my favorite podcast of the year, according to Spotify. So, you know, it makes sense. You know, well, you so. know, now that you say that your podcast was my favorite podcast. <laughs> of the year. <laughs> so uh, what can I say? We, we, we just we love what we do. And, and I exactly. we love listening to each other, apparently. Yeah, exactly. We de- we we obviously don't get tired of talking to each other. We're no, listening to each I other. I learned so much when I listen to your show. So I, oh, I really you. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that people are enjoying it and I hope that they're learning stuff. I don't like I don't put out too much of information that I think other people don't already know. Mm. Um, you know, and I fly by the seat of my pants and I do these with no notes totally. And uh, you know, it's it's just, you know, a fun conversation is what I like to do. And so I'm glad that you and other people are enjoying it still. And and that's what's most important to me is that, yeah. you know, one, I have fun doing it. And two, that there's a few people out there who are enjoying it enough to keep coming back. Well, I'm so. pretty sure it's more than a few, Robert. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you got a good <laughs> good crop of people here that really enjoy it. Because it is a fun conversation. It always is, um, right. no matter who the guest is. And and the themes, I love the, the series that you do. So Man, just keep doing awesome. it because you inspire me. <laughs> That's all I can say. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And again, I'm I'm always going to be getting you back on. So I hope people, uh, other the other guests or the other listeners, aren't tired of you yet because it's not going to stop anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I've got to say about that. But yes, today we are talking about uh, the epilogue. Uh, to the Infinity Saga of the MCU, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, which came out, um, you, the, it's the movie directly after, um, uh, Endgame, and it kind of like deals with some of the aftermath of you know people, you know, dealing with the 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 post blip world, um, <laughs> mostly you know Spider-Man and um, you know his his friends, and this is just this one's a fun movie, and it and it finally brings in like probably my favorite Spider-Man villain, which was Mysterio. 
Um, he's tweaked a little bit, so he's a little bit different from his uh, comic book origins. Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked. It worked okay. Um, and I was down for it. So you know, and of course, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal playing him. You know, a former almost Spider-Man himself. So that uh, that's a uh, you know, it was pretty cool to get him uh, into the Spider Verse. <laughs> it's kind of funny that he so, was almost Spider-Man and he was almost Batman at one point too. Was he? Like, Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know about the Batman. Apparently Nolan was thinking about him for Interesting. Uh, and I I was like that that's weird he would have been That is DC. weird. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't imagine that but I'm glad we no, got him. No, I don't here. see him. Yeah, yeah. No, he he plays he plays Mysterio very well. So I'm 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 happy with what we got. So but yeah, no, this this movie, this movie is the Spider-Man, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies are some of my favorite of the MCU movies. Um, there's just something about Tom Holland. I've talked about this a, a couple of times already on the show that Tom Holland is the best Peter Parker and Spider-Man to me. Um, better than any of the other ones. I will take no arguments. Uh, no, but I mean, people could argue all they want and and it's great to have your own opinions on it and everything. And and I'm here for it, but uh, you know, I, I just feel like he, he pulls the whole package together better than uh, the other two did. So he gives it a lot of heart. Not that the other yeah. two actors didn't, but yeah, there is something about his, his overall performance and, you know, right. the kind of, I don't know. There's something about him. He seems, you know, very youthful. I mean, he is young, but yeah. there's just something about, you know, that glint in his eye and, you know, when he's sad <laughs> and he brings so much to this character, you really do feel like, you know, he's right out of the comic book, at least to me, it does. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, you know, and, and his supporting cast, you know, is well-rounded out. Um, and, and especially in this one, you've got not just Ned, um, like you had in the first one, but right, you've got Ned. You've got, yeah, yeah. You've got Ned in this. You've got MJ. You've got um, uh, a couple of the other kids. Flash is more prominent in this one again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you got the two two bumbling teachers. Um, <laughs> it's just, it, you know, the 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 cast is well rounded. We got Sam Jackson in this one, like in, in a in a pretty in a much heavier role than in a lot of the other. Um, MCU mm-hmm. movies that he pops up in so um, and it's always good to see him getting to play around uh, some more I think I feel like for Sam Jackson being the probably the most important character in the Marvel Universe um, the person who brought the Avengers together um, that he has gotten so little screen time mm-hmm. um, and it's just bothered me that he hasn't been in more of these movies so yeah. I mean, he's such a badass. You want to see more of right. what Fury is about. I mean, it's easy to call the shots, but we want to see him, you know, get down there and get dirty. <laughs> At right. least I do. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I like every time he comes like I am a huge Sam Jackson fan. I will watch him in pretty much anything. Right. Um but and and to be fair, I haven't seen him in everything he's done. It just kind of depends on the 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 role or whatever. Um, the project uh, that he does, but I love that he picks projects based on how much it's going to entertain him to do. Yep. Um, he, he's gone on record saying he doesn't care about awards. He doesn't care about uh, box office. He cares about whether or not he finds something interesting in the role 
Um, and that's, you know, why, how we've gotten him to be like this mega, you know, um, actor in so many franchises and in, in so many, you know, other people's stuff. Cause you know, he's, he's a, um, recurring Tarantino player, you know, he's been in multiple of the star Wars movies, multiple of the Marvel movies. He's just everywhere. Um, and he's always having fun. I mean, yeah. The fact that he made he snakes on a plane work, um, <laughs> you know, says a lot. So, but yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking Sorry, about the spirit. Go. He he was in that movie, and I was like, oh, that movie is. I need to rewatch that one because I remember the movie not being great. It's not, um, but you can tell he really enjoyed that part yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah. He, you know, and you know, Kingsman, all of those things. Yeah, I was gonna say like his role in the Kingsman in, in the first Kingsman movie, it, like that is like you know commits to a role like with this you know um you know, different speech pattern and everything mm -hmm. and. You know, it's just it's it's so fun to see him do different things and try different characters and just just be silly and weird just for the fun of it. Um, like uh, uh the Hitman's uh, bodyguard movies, like <laughs> like those are so weird and oh but they're they're so fun. Him and Ryan Reynolds playing off each other is so great. So just a lot of fun. So yeah, seeing uh, him uh, do a lot more in this one, yes. I, I agree with you. It was it was a lot of I, a lot of wow. I was just kind of like, wow, we really get to see him do stuff, and like he's yeah. in a bunch of scenes, not just the beginning or end credits. <laughs> this is amazing. Right. Um, and I love that you said it was uh, what we get to see. You know, uh, after the blip, I the intro yeah. to this had me just completely cracking up in the high right. school with the little news uh what is it the new the little anchor kids talking about it yeah she's talking about the the blip world after the blip and just their commentary on it just had me like floored because i remember being in high school and having those stupid you know teenage right. put on news programs they don't care you know it's just something to do so they get extra credit but right the two of them had me rolling and the the little homage they did to all of the fallen heroes. <laughs> I was dying. I was just like, I know this is supposed to be serious, but no, <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. Um, but this one was cute. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I love this one as much as I love homecoming. Like I, I really mm, just have so okay. much fun with homecoming. This one is a lot of fun because we get to see Peter stretch out a little bit more and we can see that the world is, he already knows it's dangerous, but now, you know, he doesn't have Tony to kind of tell him how to go in the world. And he's got yeah. to try to grow up a little bit in this one. So, um, well, yeah, he loses. This is all about losing his father figure um, yep. and 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 glomming onto a new one. Um, you know, uh, somebody who he thinks can, you know, fill that role for him in a way, you know, somebody who who. who positions himself in that way in that role to dupe him and uh you know it's it's does. great and that's what yeah. that's what's so fun too is like for for people who don't know mysterio and don't know who the character is in the comic books and everything and you're just going to the movie and you're, you're just being introduced to these characters for the first time it's so much fun as a comic book fan to just sit back and just wait for everybody to get the reveal um 
you know, and because it's always, you know, when it hits, it hits so hard. And, um, and just the, you know, but if you know who Mysterio is going into it, right? Um, you, you, you're in on it, you know, you're just like, okay, when's it coming? When's it, when, when does the, <laughs> when does the shoe drop? Um, but yeah, that's what, that's what made it a lot of fun. And Mysterio is such a, an interesting character because in the comic books, he's actually a, um, a special effects artist. Um, and he uses like practical effects, um, to, um, do everything that he does rather than, you know, using these drones that kind of right. you know, create holograms around him. He does everything himself in his suit. Um, there's like gases and stuff like that. He uses gases that will disorient your senses. Um, and they mess with Spider-Man in the comic books. They like mm-hmm. mess up his uh, spider sense and everything. Cause he doesn't know where the things are coming from. And, um, you know, he creates these elaborate, um, you know, rooms and stuff like that, that, you know, similar to kind of what the character arcade does, uh, in the, in the comic books as well. So um, with them changing it from yeah. how it was in the comics, were you, were you okay with the changes? I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm always okay with the changes that they make with the MCU because I know they have to do things in a way that, um, makes sense to that world mm-hmm. um so as much as i'm like uh would have been cool to see him be you know a, a a special effects guy that's using hologram technology that would have been cool mm-hmm. um but it made sense in the framework of the mcu to make him um the guy who created um the barf um <laughs> as it was <laughs> so I, I was really glad when I when I initially saw him on screen and you know you of course you see the old school fishbowl helmet I was yes. just like okay this oh is God, so yes. nice you you really just they always have a way of making you feel like you're a 12 year old again when you watch these <laughs> movies it's like oh my God this is perfect um, but I kind of I I'm like you I like the changes that they did and now we get to see there's a whole team of people kind of yes. working together because you know they've all been crapped on by <laughs> all of these people Tony, in Tony yeah. Stark's world and yeah. um it was it was very nice seeing uh Peter Billingsley again you know yes. if he was working with um I can't remember the gentleman's name is it Obadiah oh, what am I yes Obadiah Stane yeah. thank you I don't know why I couldn't remember his name all the way but it was nice <laughs> to see them showing that little flashback because when I saw him yes. I was like oh my gosh is he he's gonna be the same character that's amazing um yeah that, that was nice so it's like they tied all of these little things together and then yes. you see why they have this huge vendetta and what they're trying to do and uh you know <laughs> so to get a collective no, group go ahead. of evil people yeah <laughs> well and and How I love that, that little bit I love that little bit when they do that too, where they show you the clip from before um, and they just kind of go, okay, this happened back then. It's kind of like in the comic books, um, like previous to maybe the two thousands, they used to do this little thing. Like they would make a reference in, in, in a particular issue and they would make a reference to something that happened in some other comic book issue. And then they would put a star next to it. And then at the bottom, right. there'd be a footnote and say, so you, could you know, go see Amazing Spider-Man number whatever. <laughs> and so then you could go back and read that. And so you could get that backstory. And so I yeah. love that that's kind of what they do in the movie is they kind of do that, but they show you the scene. Yeah, so, it's really clever. That was yeah. really clever. Um, it's 
Yeah. So this this one was cute because you know our uh, teens are going on a trip, and Peter is just gonna you know he's gonna go ahead and finally tell MJ that he is crushing on her. You know, right. I I felt so um, nervous for him the whole movie, and it wasn't because he was in peril. I was just nervous for him because I knew he was gonna try to open up his heart to this girl, and he wasn't sure. And, I think that's what Holland does to you. you. You're like, oh my God, I'm rooting for this kid. Please let this girl like him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does such a good job at playing both Peter and Spider-Man that you see the vulnerability in Peter. Um, you know, when, when he is just Peter and he's, you know, he's pining after MJ and he's, you know, dealing with, um, you know, Ned and <laughs> Ned's new relationship, his new <laughs> summer relationship oh trip relationship because it's only like it that trip's only like 10 days 10 days they, they fell so in funny. love and broke up and like they were a married <laughs> couple by the end of the movie. and it's, it's such so a funny cute. it's so funny too because it's how relationships are when you're a teenager too like you can run the gamut of a whole relationship in just a week um and it, it's just it's hilarious um and that's what I love about the writing in the in these movies too, is they do a good job at getting to that teenage level and you know, having those insecurities and those weird things that kids do when you're a teenager. And um, you know, that and 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 it's such a good cast that plays it off as well, too, uh, that they do. And um, you know, M MJ, you know, Zendaya plays MJ really well. Um I still would. I still, I, I, I loved her as MJ, um, Michelle mm -hmm. Jones. Um, but I really want a really a, as close to accurate Mary Jane Watson. Um, at some point I would really like that because I don't think Kristen Dunst pulled it off. Well, no. um, she, to me, she was not, uh, Mary Jane and it just always bugged me. Um, and so I would love to see somebody who plays that uh, character, at least a version of the character that's closer mm -hmm. to the one in the comic books. Um, and, but, you know, and that's, what's great about Zendaya having her character is that it's not that character. Um, she is MJ, but it's a different MJ. And so, mm -hmm. you know, she gets to be somebody different. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Zendaya just seems like she's, kind of close to being like you know she doesn't have to play much outside of her wheelhouse for right. mj so <laughs> she played yeah. she feels very comfortable in that role <laughs> yeah and and you know you could tell that clearly she has feelings for peter too and yes she also has her suspicions that he might be spider-man <laughs> Which right. is very cute you know the reveal in this movie uh the way he has to reveal it to her and I love her response because she's like, oh, I was only like 67% sure. Right. <laughs> I wasn't really. 100%. She's like, really? You're really Spider-Man? And he's like, yes, yes, but we got to we gotta go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But now, it's, And that's um, what's funny because in the first movie, she's barely in it. She's in there a few times. She's there for more comic relief than anything right. else. Um, but she's obviously somebody who is interested in Peter. She hangs around him kind of on the periphery. Um and and just is you know somebody who you think she's 
kind of interested in him but you know meanwhile he's just all on liz in that mm-hmm. first movie and then you know it, and then you know he moves over to you know mj once you know obviously there's some you know because some time has passed mm-hmm. and everything besides the blip time where they both weren't there um but the time between homecoming and far from home they've obviously had a chance to um become friendlier and um and and kind of grow their friendship more. And I think too, so, because she's such a a nerdy kind of girl yeah. and, a, and a smart girl, you know, she probably doesn't have too many other than uh, what was the guy that kept trying to hit on her in this movie? I can't remember. Apparently, he oh, I was. I can't remember his name. He was younger than them when he. Yeah. Blipped, and then when he came back, he was like all. Oh, well, you he know, didn't blip. He oh no, blip. that's right. He grew they up. Blipped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then when they came back, he was like all you know full of muscles all the girls are swooning over him and um he was just the worst (laughs) because he (laughs) He was the worst he was he was just always taking advantage of the situation it was just like uh he um it was brad brad was the brad that's what yeah and he kept trying to you know defame poor peter took the pictures and (laughs) almost caused the bus to be uh shot at by drones because (laughs) peter was trying to get rid of the picture um yeah. yeah he was terrible and i i thought that was so funny because in his brain you know he was probably very small when he had a crush on mj and now he's yeah. you know a super gorgeous man at this point <laughs> that everybody should be swooning over except mj is not because she already has the man that she has a crush on yeah. um and you're right the two teachers were just hilarious oh my goodness yeah uh, JB Smooth did not care about those kids one bit. No, <laughs> and, and Martin Starr cared cared a lot, but he's just so bad at wrangling kids. Oh my goodness! Oh man, no. And that the, so here's the thing: I'm not a big JB Smooth fan. I like I'm perfectly fine with not seeing him in anything mm-hmm. in the future. Um, like he's fine. He just I don't know. There's something about him that bugs me. Um, but, uh, Martin Starr is hilarious in these, um, you know, it, if anybody remembers Martin Starr was on, uh, uh, freaks and geeks, like 20 plus years ago in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's where I remember him from that in, uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. He's uh, really which funny. Was a fun show. Yeah. So yeah, you know, he play he plays the, the, the teacher character he plays well. So it's, it's very funny. So, um, but uh, yeah, they're both very inept teachers. They should not be the ones in charge of taking these kids on a trip. <laughs> not to All Europe. These kids are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. He so even I admits say... in the first movie that he lost a student before. Not again. Yeah. Yeah. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That seems like that no. would have just nixed his uh, privileges of taking children anywhere right. at this point. Um, I want to know about the school. <laughs> How do they rank their teachers? But what I love about this one too, um, I will say it that you know we kind of see uh, Aunt May and Happy are kind of yeah have their own little summer summer, summer relationship. Fling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's always good to see Favreau. You know, he yes. he really is one of those uh, characters. Whenever I see Happy, I'm just like, all right, I I really really dig this character. Uh, he's just 
he's bumbling, but you know, he, he is very brave and, you know, he always, always tries to help Peter when he can. And, uh, clearly has a crush on me. I mean, who who wouldn't have a crush on me? Right. <laughs> well, and that's a. And it's funny too because Jean Favreau got a second life in the MCU mm-hmm. um, through the Spider Man franchise. Uh, you know, so it's 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 interesting to see him continue on with the same character and just kind of you know become um, you know Peter's um, not mentor, uh, just more of a another prominent man in his life just another prominent man yeah Yeah. somebody somebody he can go to and rely on especially in the wake of tony's death right um and it's a connection to tony as well so it's somebody that he can have have a have a have a deeper connection with now um after that so yeah i uh, thought that was i thought that was very nice you know that yeah he would still come to his aid if he needed him and yeah, and John Favreau is the one. It was the director who ushered in the MCU for us all with uh, the first Iron Man movie. Iron so. Man, yeah. So it's it's and it's apparent that he is a comic book nerd. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that's like uh, you know he goes up like ten points and <laughs> for me just on that. Well, alone, now he's but... transitioned over to the Star Wars universe. He's doing the Mandalorian and yeah, now he's and got another ten so, <laughs> Yeah, so he's like. Dude is like all over the nerd verse, man. It's yeah, it's, man. It's, I'm it's, fine it's, with it's it. Very please, cool. Yeah, me too. It. He's doing good stuff. So I'm 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 all aboard for everything he does. Uh, so very very cool. Um, but yeah, it's this is um, this is like it's interesting because the the movie sets up this whole this movie really is the movie that kind of gets the multiverse rolling it's kind oh, of yeah. the bridge between the infinity saga and the multiverse saga um because it kind of plays with it um and says that these creatures that uh quentin beck is is try is out there trying to destroy are from another parallel earth mm-hmm. um or or he's from a parallel earth and he's trying to stop these creatures from destroying our earth um that because they destroyed his and so he's the last survivor of his planet and everything um and you know you go into this movie and you're like oh my god they're doing it and then you get to the fucking end and they're like oh that's hilarious you know we were just doing this like whole story about the multiverse and it's not even real and everything and i'm like you sons of bitches <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was all ready for it and then they pulled the rug out underneath me and i was like you guys suck and then they like <laughs> then they went fully into it after that and i was like okay here we go now <laughs> see they heard your collective bitching in the universe and they said oh we right? suck, do we let me just give you a little taste of this <laughs> oh man yeah no and like you know they've seriously doubled down well and they and they played with us a couple of times because they did it in this and they did it in wandavision where they make you think that um the the Pietro in there is from the you know the X Men universe oh, that right. they brought him in, you know, and that and then turns out to be somebody else, and you're just like, you guys stop playing with us and just like do it, and then Loki comes out and they're like, okay, we're gonna do it for real, and I'm like, finally. <laughs> so yeah, I um I will tell you that this one, the whole movie, I was just sitting here like, you know, Peter is not the this little guy anymore where where 
seeing him having to be on his own. We're seeing yeah. him basically fuck up. I mean, he fucked up royally. Oh yeah, you know? bad. And, yeah, and and he knows, and it comes back he, to bite him in the ass, right? <laughs> but time. you know, he does what what Peter Parker always says. He's the plucky guy that stands up and. And he does, does the right thing, no matter what, right how thing. much damage it does to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that there's, there's a certain point, like the comic books have gotten like terrible in my opinion lately because they never seem to let Peter get ahead. Um, mm -hmm. Like every time he gets a little bit ahead, they knock him back three more steps. Like, right. you know, he gets one step ahead and they knock him back three more. And it's just like, to me, like I get, he's got, you know, the quote unquote Parker luck and that he's always supposed to be sacrificing his, um, his gains um, in his life for the greater the good. Greater good. Um, but God, that's what he's give him a bone, though. Give him a fucking break. <laughs> like it pisses I mean, me geez. off so much that they just like pile on him. And every time he gets a little bit close, they 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 fuck him over and i'm just like yeah. good god come on like oh man it's just you know taking away mj in the comic books and and making her making them not married and then um then like you know this is gonna get wild everybody because if you don't know the comic books <laughs> shit gets weird uh dr octopus took over his body for years um and became spider-man um and and improved peter's life um, he got Peter his doctorate degree and and started Parker Industries, which was like a rival of Stark for a while. Um, and, you know, had in, like done so much good for Peter's life. And then once Peter came back, took back his body and everything like that, everything went to shit. Yep. And it was just like, God damn, dude. Like, and this <laughs> is why I have a real hard time reading the comic books anymore, because it just it, it no matter how much good he can get they always knock him back down even worse and i'm just like that's it's boring to me at this point that they have to they feel like they have to keep him at this really shitty status quo it just it sometimes it just feels very cruel because it's like yeah this boy he does everything and he sacrifices everything time and time again and it's just never he can never have a, a long lasting ray of sunshine. There's always going to yeah. be rain no matter where he goes. Well, and that was what, what killed me in the comic books because Mary Jane was his one ray of sunshine mm -hmm. for like the longest time. Like he, he just, they got married, they got together and, and they were having a good life. They had their ups and downs like any married couple does. Right. Um, but then they took it away because they were just like, well, it's better if he just, if they he doesn't have any happiness and it's like why well, why like that was his one bit of happiness why did you have to take that away like it just felt really mean and cruel and just and overall just dumb to the character and they've tried to like they, they see like nobody like i don't know it must be a marvel mandate now that they're just like oh, <laughs> peter and mary jane can never be together unless it's an alternate reality and then, wow. you know, people are like, oh, yeah, no, this is great. But nobody wants to like, you know, because it's not the real Peter. It's not the real uh, comic book. They're just like, right. It doesn't do well enough because everybody's just like, yeah, can we have this in the regular title, please? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the only one and this is not for this episode, but the only time that I get to see a happy Peter Parker is in to the Spider-Verse and across the Spider-Verse. It's like. <laughs> that's the only time i get to see him with like you know an actual win for once like 
you know, yeah. please give this kid a fucking break. But even, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just, oh man, it's terrible. I just like, guys, let up a little bit. But that's, I mean, but at least in these movies, like you, you're not seeing him. Like obviously, in the next movie, he takes the worst uh, oh, fall God. for everything. But in this one, yeah, he gets get knocked back. But then at the end, he gets MJ, and things are good, you know. And you know, they almost end on a positive note, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you know, it, until the rug gets pulled out under him. Um, but you know, it's, it's just, but at least up until that point, things got good for him again. Yeah. It's just like, okay, things are good. Yeah. And it's, uh, one of the things that I do, uh, love about it too, is that these kids get to go all over Europe because, uh, well, first of all, they get to go over Europe because, uh, fury, you know, changing the plans and all of these things. But it's interesting how, everything is happening around these these kids and they all seem to be pretty resilient to any <laughs> you know none of them want to yeah. go home none of them are like okay i'm ready to to go home now this has been not fun you know no you know they're not scarred and maybe it's because they they grew up in new york and they've seen superheroes and nothing phases them at this point i guess it's like you know for people who have tiktok i don't know right um, yeah but for me personally, if it was me, I would be want to be on the first flight out of there. I, I don't think I would have wanted to stay one minute. But, you know, Flash is always Flash, you know. Um, I find it funny in this one that Flash is, like, completely in love with Spider-Man. Like, he can do no wrong. Yeah. Um, and there's this one, the one scene where he's like, uh, yeah, Spider-Man makes me, you know, believe I can be a better man. You know, he, you know he's, he stands yeah. for what's good. And then he's like, what's up, Dick? What? <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, what? What sense did that make, sir? <laughs> just Which is keeping this... with the character of Flash Thompson in the comic books as well. So and you know, he, he was a, he hated Peter Parker, but right. loved but Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't uh, know. There's some things in this movie that I I truly truly enjoyed. Like you said, the the romance between Ned and and the little girl um, that was just hilarious because you would have thought they were like an old married couple, right. um, and just you know, <laughs> Night Monkey uh, that whole <laughs> yes, the whole Night Monkey thing was hilarious. <laughs> I love that this whole thing happens because Ned is trying to cover for Peter, and they're like, "Oh, that's Spider Man." No, 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 that's a it's a European ripoff, uh, Night Monkey. <laughs> oh my gosh Uh, it's so good it's so so good now the one thing i do want to and i maybe you can answer this for me and i i've only seen this movie a handful of times maybe about four times but um why do you why was it that peter could never tell why was his spidey senses not working throughout the whole fight with the drones do you think um I'm not positive. Um, I know that um, I think that like the one in the one sequence um, that we get where he's kind of in the warehouse um, and he's just being completely disoriented. Mm-hmm. I think that's just because of everything that um, visual wise um, it's overloading him and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of messing with him so fast um, that he can't that and we don't really get too much of his spider sense in any of these movies they mm-hmm. never really pointed out 
Um, although, you know, in in this one, they call it the Peter Dingle. Right. Um, <laughs> which is hilarious. And I thought that was funny because she threw the banana at him at the beginning yeah. and then he didn't, you know, kind of register. And then, of course, the Peter Tingle and don't call it the Peter Tingle. Um, yeah. So I was wondering if maybe that was some kind of foreshadowing that maybe because he's preoccupied thinking about Mary MJ and, you know, what he, well, he wants said to with to the her. banana, he said with the banana, it was because it wasn't actually danger. Um, <laughs> so because, you know, it's just a banana hitting you. It's not like immortal danger. So your his spider sense didn't. So it. I'm curious if maybe that's why it never tingled with the with the all of the uh drones and all of the illusions that they were doing because they were never really in any real danger yeah they were for, yeah they were never really real so yeah it was all it always used to bother me and i had to throw that theory at you really quickly like why did he not know but once again if they weren't in any real danger and then when things were like the charges were going off you know he was able to yeah. dodge those and get out of the way so clearly it was exactly working on those things okay yeah yeah so i think that whenever there things out yeah <laughs> yeah i think whenever there was actual real danger involved then that's when his his spider sense would go off and he would duck and move and do the things because you could see right. that it would happen um he'd get knocked uh, down sometimes and even spider-man does uh, in the comic books whenever his spider sense going up he doesn't dodge everything um and you can overwhelm it too mm -hmm. if you know about it you can just throw so many things at him at once that um he has impossible. no choice but to get hit yeah right um so but you have to be aware of that um that spider sense in that way um and i think in this instance though too is that um quentin knows that because he knows who peter is mm -hmm. um he's probably gotten some extra side intel from fury um about what peter can do um because peter like fury's gonna have all the up-to-date notes on right. what he can and cannot do so you know that may have been the other aspect of it too is that you know he knew enough to program the drones to overwhelm his senses so um but, i mean that's one of those things that's more like deep nerdery um <laughs> in there that like you don't it's not super important to the movie but right. uh, it's definitely fun to think about it's always one of those things that pops into my head. Like when I watch any movie, it doesn't matter what genre yeah. it is. I'm always thinking of why didn't they do X, Y, Z? But that's why <laughs> it's a movie, Donna. You have to let that go. <laughs> right. um, exactly. Now, I do want to ask you, what do you think yeah. about Edith and the choice that Tony gave the, this this whole intel, this arsenal to Peter? Like that was definitely a mistake. I mean, but here's my thing. To, like as much as we like to think of Tony as this like really smart, really good guy and everything like that, Tony was a terrible person. Um, he made a lot of mistakes that endangered a lot of people, and he, he always had to clean them up. Um, pretty much every movie and everything that happened, um, was always him cleaning up his messes. Right. Um, such as Ultron and you know Obadiah in the first one and stuff like you know it's it's. You know, it's it's the things that he, the sins of his past coming back to haunt him. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's the, you know, he he's obviously made terrible decisions, and that's I think what was happening with this as well. Um, and to be fair, I don't necessarily know that Tony was the one really putting that in his hands. Um, 
that could have been a fury gambit um because there's fury may have had suspicions about quentin beck um obviously the fury that we know wasn't fury in this movie the right whole time that we find out at the end that it's actually talos uh posing as fury the whole time um uh, talos the scroll from uh, uh captain marvel and uh so but obviously talos was in constant communication with fury so i would think that to an extent he was getting intel and direction from fury to do what he needed to do mm-hmm. to put that in his hand to put that in peter's hands that maybe to get it into um quentin's hands Beck's hands yeah to um see him overplay his move um i don't know that that's necessarily the case um because it does just put too much danger in everything yeah, um, that's a huge it's, risk. Yeah, I mean, there's it's a, a huge lot risk. of weaponry. And it's like, but it's also t- it. But if it was Tony giving this thing to Peter, it just seems wildly out of character as well. Um, because Tony wouldn't let Peter have full access to his suit in the first. Exactly, one. They, had to, they had to hack the suit to get. <laughs> that's what get I was thinking. Babysitter protocol. So right, the training protocol. So I, that so, does seem out of character for him, especially when. Of, of all the people you know tony wanted peter to be a kid too so i don't right. think he would have bestowed all of that responsibility on him you um, would have thought a- that he would have given that to pepper or happy you know exactly first and foremost giving it to peter seems like a weird thing so i'm like it, it's definitely a weird plot point in there mm-hmm. that kind of rankled me a little bit and was just kind of like why would tony do why that? why would he do this but, yes but the the you know the ultimate um thing that we have to remember is he did it because it was necessary for the story uh, <laughs> <laughs> so no i will so we say just have I, to go, I, okay whatever i do love the uh what the acronym stood for though even dead i'm the hero because that does sound like a tony thing. that sounds like tony yeah <laughs> Oh, oh my man. goodness. Yeah, that uh that that was one of those plot points. I was just like there is no way in hell. Like you said, he would Pepper would be the one that would have all of I that. I think Pepper I, would have had it first, yeah, first right. and foremost cuz she would have been the heir to everything, everything. Stark related. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that seemed a little out of out of character for Tony, but like you said, it's it's the part of the plot. So we needed that to yeah. be the reason yeah. why everything was going on the way it was, but um yeah this was nice it was nice to have somebody else know that you know peter was spider-man and and that it was mj who kind of had a a feeling of that's what was going on i think she had a feeling from the first movie i think so too i mean i think that's where she started to suspect and that you know because she observed him enough um over the course of those years that you know she's she's observant she's smart she goes mm-hmm. to that school with them that school is a school for smart kids um so they um you know it was she could suss it out you know and and, and figure it out um and she did you know even if she was only like you know 67 percent uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know and then we get the great you know you know, jealous moment between her and ned where ned's like yeah i knew first 
<laughs> it's no big deal. I, I I knew I knew a long time, you know, but yeah. it's it's good that you know too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my man. goodness. Yeah, no, and uh, all the kids are great in this. Like everybody's doing such a good job. I, I, and like you said, the the Ned and Betty uh like romance subplot. It's a good thing to it was it was a good way to sideline Ned um in a way um but also to give Ned his own story, you mm-hmm. know, and have a fun little story in that that um wasn't Peter specific. Um and, and Spider-Man specific took him off the board and had his own little side you know, plot that we could all have a lot of fun with. So, right. And then he still that. does give us all of that comic relief that we like, you yes. know, we said with the night monkey coming up with that name. And <laughs> then we see Peter asking a woman for direction and she's like, Oh, night monkey. <laughs> you, know, <it's> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's really, really cute. Um, <laughs> I, I especially love the part where Peter wakes up in the uh, Netherlands and, uh, the police officer is wearing his. <laughs> He's got the mask on. <laughs> telling his wife about Night Monkey on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was just, so I was funny. like, it was just so, so funny. Um, everything about this movie was delightful. Uh, I, I did not see it in theaters. I wish I had. Um, oh wow. Okay. I didn't. I only saw uh the first one, uh Homecoming, and then I saw, um No Way Home. And okay. Yeah. So. I wish I had seen this one in theater because I think I would have enjoyed seeing all of the oh, yeah. Mysterio and all of the elementals and, you know, all of that on the big screen. But Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, he never disappoints. And I no. normally can't really see him as a villain. I mean, he, you know, but he yeah. really he really had the mad, crazy villain eyes. I mean, I mean, he can't help it. He's got big eyes, but <laughs> he's just, um, you know, the maniacal you know, and then he's a good actor, like his acting um, as Mysterio, you know, he had to really sell that shit. And he did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's he did. He did. He did a very good job um, at. Um, at uh, at playing this character who is, you know, both the hero and the villain um, in 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 equal measure in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um so you know you get you get the, the chance of him playing the, the hero in a way and then you know the reveal that he's actually the you know the sinister really shitty villain um because really he's terrible shitty. even to his because he's even terrible to, to all of people. his people yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like dude calm down <laughs> if it weren't My, for them you wouldn't yeah, have been he, able to succeed at that he was really maniacal i mean he just I think at one point he even like pointed the uh, killer drones at his people. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this guy is off the rails. I mean, I I didn't expect him to be quite as creepy. You know, I, at first I thought he was just kind of smarmy and, you know, but really he he was quite dastardly. He was yeah. he was very terrible. Um and what else I, I did there was something I wanted to say about um oh and the acting. So yeah, so him just kind of milking this plot, you know, oh I'm I'm here to save this this earth because, you know, that's where I lost my family. You know, that was his huge yeah. selling point. That's where I lost my family. And it's like, dude, this is like Oscar caliber acting you're giving for this <laughs> role. <laughs> um 
but I, I really do love the kind of evolution that we get to see Peter, you know, like our, our yeah. Peter Parker is growing up. Um, things are changing. Uh, May is out here dating, <laughs> you know, and Peter's right. not all that great about it, but you know, it, it was a very, it was a nice bridge to what we we're going to get uh, the, the, the next film that you're going to be talking about. And um, it didn't disappoint. I mean, it was like a nonstop. Ride. This one was actually shorter, though. I think this might be one of the shorter out of the trilogy hmm. of these films. It, it didn't, if it's not, it didn't seem to go as long. I think um, No Way Definitely Home Definitely breezier, yeah. Yeah, I, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just because it's lighter and not as heavy. Did I lose uh, you? Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. I, I went over to my, I went over to go with my, uh, um, Blu-rays real quick to check the, the times on them. Just oh my see. gosh, you nerd. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh my gosh. Maybe I had to find out. You have to you um, have to find out right now. <laughs> yes, I did, because we're talking about it. <laughs> what what does um, it say? I'm trying to find out. Okay, so the first one was 133 minutes. Um, and the second one was 129 minutes. So it was four minutes shorter than the first one. And, uh, the last one was, um, 126 minutes. That's very interesting because, um, oh, you know what? I picked the wrong movie. I grabbed Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> not, no, not no way home. See, this is what you get for trying to be smart. <laughs> trying to find out how many minutes. 148 <laughs> minutes is no way home. There you go. That makes sense. Because I was like, wait, no way home is not shorter than either of those There's two movies. No way. That There's no way. Wrong. That thing is filled with so much stuff. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> uh, what can I say? I I love this one. Love the yeah. end. Uh, it was nice seeing uh, Jay Jonah Jameson again. Yes. Um, yes. I I don't think anybody could ever play that role. J.K. Simmons just kills it every I, time. I, definitely, somebody's gonna have to play it in the future. Um, but he does such a good job at it. I was so glad to see him come back, and it was this nice little bridge to the next movie mm -hmm. um that you know we we're, we get this tease of oh wait there's somebody from the previous spider-man movies in this <laughs> oh i wonder what that could mean and then oh and God. then they tried to freaking hide it which was so dumb um that's ridiculous but never <laughs> oh my gosh but, yeah. so i will say uh something that was really cute in this as well um at the as we we're talking about the ending was uh him giving MJ her her first web ride across the city? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what it should be. It, it should be terrifying because you know they always make it look like oh Spider Man's just picking these people up and it's it's okay. No, yeah, that would be no. terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it would be the scariest thing ever. Like because you know he's 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 doing the web and he's having to let go it's not like he's just like you know swinging from thing to thing he has to let go once in a while to do another one so it's like no nah, that's terrifying Screw and that. i love it because when he puts her down her hair is like all fucked up it's like the wind right? swept <laughs> so i mean at least they funny. kept that that was a real 
moment, you know, that would be me. It would be a, a moment of terror. Nope, not looking. I can't look. Let me know when you put me down. I do not want to see anything. Um, so that was pretty cute. And uh, then, you know, like we said, we get the reveal at the end. Uh, Mysterio, you know, of course, was not going to go out without besmirching Peter's good name and letting yeah. everyone know that he is Spider-Man. Um, which is kind of reminiscent of what we saw at the end of the first one <laughs> when May yeah. realizes that he's Spider-Man. But now the yeah. whole world knows. Um, yeah, I did <sighs> not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I mean, so I worried. <laughs> I, I liked it because I was like, oh my God, where, where the, what are they going to do with this? How are they going to fix this? Well, like, first you know, of all, he, here's the thing. He they put his picture up. Okay, I, I granted everybody in his school and his neighborhood will know who he is, but it's New York. He cannot be the only Peter Parker. He cannot be the only yeah. white kid walking around with that face <laughs> named Peter <laughs> Parker. Granted, it, his schoolmates will know and everybody around him, but come on, let's be real. It's New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a. It, but you know it makes sense for that and you know it 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 worked and obviously we got one of the best uh, MCU movies in my opinion uh in the, in the next one so I agree and I cannot wait to hear who you talk to about that one because <laughs> that is one of my favorites yeah no, definitely it's it's definitely top tier for me as well so it's uh definitely going to be a fun conversation uh when I get yeah. to it so. And we also got to see, like you had mentioned before, that Fury wasn't really Fury in this whole movie, and we yeah. get to see Fury is kind of just chilling in space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our first, our first look at Fury in space, uh, which we get uh, uh, more information on in both Secret Invasion and Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, or not Captain Marvel, the Marvels. Um, which, if anybody has not seen that movie, please go out and watch it. It is super fucking fun um and i think that you're missing out if you haven't seen it and so it, it's a lot of fun and you don't need to have watched wandavision or miss marvel to get all the information that you need for this movie they tell you enough to get into it and if you want to go back and watch those later you can um, yeah, I definitely but, need to go. I have not seen it. Don't, don't, yeah. don't get mad at me. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I know no, there's I know, people I... who just haven't had a chance to go see it and, and everything. And there's probably a lot of people who, like, look, if if it weren't for the fact that my kid works at a movie theater, I probably wouldn't <laughs> be going to nearly as many movies as I do because I didn't before. Um, right. When, when I was. I would wait for most everything. The only things that I ever went to the theaters for were largely the Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, right. And I've seen every Marvel movie in the theater. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, even other stuff that I love, um, you know, like even Tarantino movies, you know, I didn't see, I've not seen most of those in the theater. I've only seen a couple really. Um, and so I've seen about half, I think now that I'm thinking about it, but, um, but yeah, it's it's I I I used to wait, and if Katrina no longer works at a movie theater, I'll probably have to wait again. I think <laughs> that I'll probably just end up buying the AMC uh, um, A list the thing. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like twenty bucks a month, and you get three movies a week. Yeah, so it's I a really good deal. Yeah, so um, it, even if you only go to two movies a month, you make up your money easily because tickets around here 
um, for the nighttime showings are 15 bucks each. So, oh, get out ridiculous. of town. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, oh this gosh. is AMC. So, I um, think it's funny though. Our, our, our fellow podcaster, um, Ashley from uh, Podcast 616, yes. I think she's seen it like five times already. She's seen five or six times. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Like I she like the movie it. and I wish I could go see it a, a couple more times for sure, because it's a lot of fun. Um, and so, yeah, definitely if people can get out there and watch it, if not, it's going to be on Disney plus soon. Um, yeah, so that's true. Uh, just, just watch it then um, and show them that, you know, that people were wanting to watch it. Um, it was just a bad time. Um, yeah. Cause they're, they're trying to use this as some object lesson. Even, even Bob Iger from, Disney is trying to say, you know, well, now we're going to scale back on sequels. Oh my um, god. Because because we're only going to do them when they really matter or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I get that, but this one was really good and I think people are I think this is going to be one of those ones that is going to grow bigger over time. Um and people are going to discover it um and 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 find that it was a really fun time. So, yeah, I think everybody that has seen it um, that I've spoken with, um, just they rave about how much fun it is. So I'm glad to hear that people are really enjoying it. The people who have gone to see it, at least they they really, really love this movie. So um, do we have anything else to say about Spider-Man before we start going off on a different (laughs) tangent? Oh, far I don't from think home. so. I think I think I'm good. I think you know we c- kind of hit everything. Um, it it this is just a lot of fun. Um, it's it's like we said, it's kind of breezy. Um, it's definitely the shortest by only a couple of minutes. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, but it it definitely feels like like the first one. The first one to me is really good. Um, but I feel like sometimes it meanders a little bit. Not not too much. Um, but the second one, um, there's a, there's a lot going on, but it seems more focused, but also, like I said, it's breezy. It's fun. Um, it doesn't take itself too seriously. And then, you know, the last one obviously takes itself very seriously, um, and has a lot going on in it. Um, but, uh, this one's just fun because of that. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, Peter, Peter in the middle of doing stuff there are some heavy moments obviously you know he's lost tony and you know he's dealing with the aftermath of that that. yeah um and that's weighing heavy on him um but you know he he's he's moving on he's figuring things out he's you know um he's making mistakes still you know he's a teenager he's gonna make mistakes um hell i'm almost 50 and i'm still making mistakes (laughs) um (laughs) so um you know it's it's just it's just a fun movie, and 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 again, I loved Tom Holland as uh, as Peter Parker in Spider Man. He does such a great job at it that um, I hope he, I hope we get at least one more, if not a whole other trilogy out of him. Yeah, uh, before I he really would to like to hang see, it up. I'd like to see another trilogy with him. Yeah, before he yeah. hangs it up, and then you know, like you said, uh, seeing Mysterio was great because we rarely get to see that that villain on screen or have anybody talk about him and you know and we always get the the kind of same favorite villains you know but green goblin venom whatever right doc ock yeah (laughs) Yeah, so this was so this was really uh, it was refreshing to see it and like you said for people who don't 
know about him, you know, waiting to see that that shoe drop and see the reveal and have people go, oh, shit, <laughs> this is not yeah. really he's a bad guy. Yes, he's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. It's it's definitely needed. Um, like you said, the first film He's, you know, this in this film, he's getting his sea legs or spider legs, however you want to say it. <laughs> and and it's uh, it's apparent that, you know, he he fits in this character and and he he makes him very much seem like a real kid, you know, a real yeah. kid that's trying to do the right thing. But he's he's a real kid that we root for. So I um, I really love this movie. Absolutely love it. Yeah, same very much. It's it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, the all the Spider-Man movies are 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 my favorites. Uh, are are some of my favorites in the MCU. So yeah. it's 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 nice to revisit them. Uh, they're definitely um, ones I go back and kind of just kind of put on in the background um, because they're they're comfortable. They're they're fun yeah. and you know I can put them on in the background, do some stuff, and you know enjoy enjoy them. So yeah, definitely exactly definitely good fun. So. All right. Well, that's all I have. Uh, unless you have anything else, uh, we can go ahead and wrap it up. No, I think that's it. I think I think we covered, like you said, pretty much <laughs> the whole gambit of the movie. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't you let people know where they can find you online? All right. Well, I am on Twitter and I am on Instagram at Donna underscore the T-H-A underscore dead. And I am like Robert mentioned earlier, I do have my own podcast where I talk about horror movies and pretty much whatever the hell is on my mind. So <laughs> don't don't peg me to horror movies. One one week I might talk about something completely off kilter, but it is mostly is horror true. that I love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she throws out some weird stuff every once in a while, I but do. it's mostly horror. But yeah, no, it's it's always great to have you on. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you for having me. I always will of come course. a running whenever you call. <laughs> good, good. I will definitely be calling you again soon. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll 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 talk to you soon. Thanks again to Donna for joining me. Next week are the last two episodes of 2023. On Monday, Christmas Day, the kids join me for a chaotic conversation about two holiday horror movies inspired by Silent Night, Deadly Night the 2012 Silent Night, and Christmas Bloody Christmas. And on New Year's Eve, Donna is back for our annual Top 10 Horror Movies of the Year episode. Don't miss out on these last two episodes. Thanks for listening. Creepy and Geeky is a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Please check out morbidlybeautiful.com slash podcasts for more great shows. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving the show five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, please share the podcast on social media to help spread the word. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or at creepyandgeeky.com. Music for the podcast is Gratitude, composed by Jerry Smith. You can follow the podcast on social media at creepyandgeeky on both Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm GeekThulu on Twitter and Blue Sky and geek.thulu on Instagram. You can support the podcast by ordering teas and more on TeePublic or by donating to the coffee page. All of the links are in the show notes. Finally, don't forget, stay creepy.